The following program is a podcast1.com production. Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 169 for May 22nd, 1996, a Wednesday night show. No guest tonight, just the love between the two hosts. This one starts off with Adam and Drew actually proclaiming they will find the love again without a guest. They then go on to tease the surprise guest for tomorrow night, Adam's Catholic little brother Nate. Nathan, uh, Adam had always hinted that he would be on the show, or that he had somehow stopped by the show, and then Adam somehow lost contact with him. This is the thing he's been speaking of. He actually guessed it on the show, and it's the very next episode, 170, and it actually does happen. They go right into calls within the first three minutes before they even give out the phone number. All in all, this is just a classic Love Between the Two Hosts show, and if you're craving an episode without a guest, this is indeed it. This episode has some amazing one-time-only comedy and some great riffs between the two guys, and the callers are pretty great as well. As per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline 1-800-LOVE-191 Listener discretion is advised. You can Follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. Hello, this is Adam Carolla, your tall, attractive, and young host. I just want to get that disclaimer out there, Drew. Mike, Mike, give the throw-up tape. <laughs> He's not ready, naturally. That voice you heard was the voice of Dr. Drew. He's not only a board-certified physician, but he is also an addiction medicine specialist. Well, you're quite a... I love schlong. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. You're in quite oh, a mood tonight, aren't that's you? That's a keeper. Yeah, you know, you know, we don't have a guest tonight. Yeah. Which is good because it, it lets us find the love. Sometimes Where? the love sneaks out through the bottom of the door. And Drew and I get distracted. We get a guest on here. I start paying too much attention to the guest. Drew pouts during the commercials. But tonight we're going to find the love again. Between us? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And, uh,. You know who we are going to have in tomorrow night? A surprise guest. No. Just a momentary surprise guest. I'm bringing my uh, Catholic little brother, ah. young Nathan, in here. Yes. He will speak uh, lovingly Yay! of his big brother. I will throw his ass out of the studio. You just want to prove that you have a Catholic big yes, brother. Yes, I'm All trying right. to score All points. All right, let's go. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, he'll just come in and say hi for a second. Okay. Chris, 19, you're on Loveline. Wait a minute. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And it's Chris at 19 again. Yeah. Um, Chris? Um, yeah. What's going on? Um, well, I've got this problem. Um, I'm going to night school because, um, um, last year... Chris, turn your radio off, okay? Turn it off. Oh, for Christ's sake. We're out of the chute in, yes. in a big pile of horse flop. All right, Chris, have you composed yourself? Yes. All right, put down the bong and form a question. Um, I'd like help because... I'm dating my um, night school teacher, and um, I go home with her every night, and um, her husband's beginning to be a problem. Right. He's hogging the quilt? Yeah. What? Where's her husband? 
her husband works till one in the morning. He shows up about one one thirty. Yeah, and what time do you guys arrive? I'm. I usually stay at her house till about midnight. All right. So, what time do you arrive at her house? I get to her house about um, like ten. All right. So you have two hours of sex. Yeah. Basically. Actually, with with me, that'd be ten minutes of sex and an hour and fifty minutes of me posing in front of the bathroom mirror nude. That's nice. I'm I, I am actually having trouble following Chris. It's hard for me to believe that this is something important to him because I can't even stay with him. A Sherpa guide would have trouble staying yeah. up with Chris, but let me explain. He goes to night school for God knows what. Right. He has a teacher there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a female. He goes home with her and has sex with her. Her husband works a graveyard shift and right. doesn't come home right. till 1 a.m. Chris. Yeah? You, you need to stop this relationship, obviously. I don't think we have to be the ones to tell you that. Your teacher is in big trouble. Uh, her, her ethical conduct is uh, ridiculous at best, uh, reprehensible. Well, I don't know. Chris, what are you studying? Look, it's his teacher. It's, his, it's not somebody who works at the school. It's his teacher. It's he ridiculous. is of She's age. married. She's ni- he's 19. How old is she? She's 34. Yes, in her sexual prime. Are you saying teachers don't have urges and desires te- like I'd other people, Drew? Are you similar. saying they're animatronic robots who sit up similar. there and bang chalk together? Yeah, we're finding that love here. <laughs> it's very similar to how a physician would relate to a patient. There's trust there. There's boundaries that shouldn't be violated, that the, the student and or the patient is in a position that they could be easily be taken advantage of. Terminate this relationship, Chris, please. Uh, you know, if this teacher is as nuts as she might be uh, and, and is, it comes after you or tries to manipulate you in any way, tell other uh, administrators at the school. That. All right. Now relax. What are, you, what are you learning? Oh, come on. What class? I want to know what class. It's English 12. I'm making it up because I flunked last year. Okay. And uh, she's just teaching you a little grammar over there, a little bedside grammar. Nothing wrong with that. And, Drew, don't tell me you haven't uh, chased a little elderly patient tail in your time. I have not. Uh, all right. Chris. Hey, we just talked to a Chris. Chris, 23, you're on Loveline. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, well, I'd like to start off by giving a testimonial to Ann. My girlfriend was having uh, problems having an orgasm, and uh, her, I guess, pub trick that she talks about, it worked pretty good. So. Why, thank you. I'm so happy to hear this. All right. Right on. And, Drew, I want to say you're a credit to your profession. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, but my problem is um, my girlfriend. Well, what about Engineer Mike? He's doing a decent job. Yeah, he's all right. All right. Is there anybody else here? Um, Adam, you're a good guy. You're oh, yeah, right. right. Okay. Okay. Um, but, okay, here's the situation. We both just graduated from college, and uh, I took a job in Chicago, and she's still looking for a job. But, you know, now since I'm working, she... She wants to move in with me, and she's pressuring me about marriage and dropping all these hints. We've only been together for about uh, almost two years in August. So. Only. Yeah, yeah, two years is... And I'm, is... I'm, still, I'm still a young guy, you know? Yeah, we, we would support you on that. I mean, the statistics on young marriages are, are abysmal. Uh, so, you know, you're not wanting to get married is not unreasonable, but you've got to be clear with her about what your desires are. Some people have different scripts. Some people want to get married at a certain age, and that's what they're damned to do. You know, they're going to try to do that. You know, I, I love her. I love her to death and everything, but, you know, I still got 
career goals I want to set forth. I mean, I, I want to get an MBA. I, we, we talked about this last night, how in, for men, it very often is the timing in their life, that they, they tend to set career identity and whatnot ahead of when they get married, and those things need to be in place before they can even begin thinking about marriage. Right. For timing women, is very important, yeah. like after the prostate cancer. <laughs> So, Chris, just be honest with your girlfriend about what your intentions are. Think about when it is in your life that you're likely to want to get married. Here's what I would suggest. And be honest about yes. whether or not she's actually the person that you could actually get married to. Here's what I would suggest to all the young male listeners who are trying to weasel their way out of getting married. Go, uh, oh, gee, I don't know, go to the library or something. Get some statistics mm. on marriages and their failure rates and the ages. Yeah. Am I right, Drew? Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you'll get through with that. I mean, it might be helpful ammunition. <laughs> ammunition? It's a war against marriage. Take cover. Craig, 18, you're on Loveline. Hi, Adam and Drew. Hey. Uh, I have two questions. The first one has to do go for Drew. Um, Drew, yeah. me and my girlfriend have anal sex mm. and we were wondering if the, is there any um side effects to it you know like yeah i mean it's not the healthiest thing you can be doing you're wearing a condom sometimes sometimes well for her uh i don't know what your risks are for sexually transmitted disease but that's a very to be a receptive partner in that kind of a behavior is a, a very efficient way to contract a sexually transmitted disease if there's one there to be transmitted oh there's the beeper craig let yeah. me hop in while uh, Drew tends to his beeper. Okay. Because uh, I have a theory about anal sex and men. What uh, What is your reason behind uh, being behind your girlfriend? Well, I think it's just more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of course, afterwards, like after we have it, we end up having sex, too. Uh-huh. And, I, and she likes it that way because I end up lasting longer. Yeah, I'm guessing if you could get some anal sex, you could probably get some, some straight-ahead sex, too. I'm mm -hmm. guessing if it's the same person. Can yeah. I ask something? Y yes, Producer Why Ann. Why is it more enjoyable? Why well, for guys? Uh, why go ahead, for Craig. For well, I think it's more. I f it feels more enjoyable because she, she's tighter. Mm. That's how I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. she's, been, she's been around with more other guys before, but she's been tested for diseases. And so she's kind of loose, so I like having anal sex first. You're saying she's loose because she's been with a lot of men? Well, I think it's because of that, but I'm not sure. True. Not likely to be the case. How old is she? She's 16. Oh, she's 16. How many guys has she been with? Like six others. All right. Believe me, she is not loose from those six guys. She's loose because your penis is small. <laughs> That's your theory, huh? That what Theory. That's fact. I just I just got the data handed in to me. All right, Craig. It's um, but I have another question. Oh, make it fast. What happened to Ricky Rackman? <laughs> Fantastic. He went to another radio station. He did? Yes. Okay, I'd like to say hi to my friend Craig. And All right, you big jackass. What the hell is going on tonight, Drew? The calls have been weird since last night, too. Have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try this. we got to get these people. Would they? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, what am I supposed to trust your instinct now, no, Drew? No, Sarah, twenty-seven. You're on Loveline. Hi, guys. I hey. want to get you back on the right track here and say, not only do you all there do a wonderful job, but I'd also like to say that Susan, Drew's wife, is that her name, right? Mm-hmm. 
she does a wonderful job to be able to take care of those kids and oh, let me tell you. give up her own identity. And, and uh, I really would... Uh, like, let, let, let me tell you, Sarah, there's a whole family of illegals living at Drew's house taking uh, care of those kids. Hey, there should be. You know, she's going to come down here with a hatchet. She yeah, is you, this you close to killing me. Yeah, she is. Oh. No, she does. She's. Uh, it's a phenomenal job she has to do. And plus, with my hours and things. And but she yeah. does do. A, I. I must say, in her defense, she does a wonderful job of cracking the whip in front of all the nannies. Well, that's great. No, I just. I would like to have her back on the show. She was just hilarious. She really put Adam in his place, and I think <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I want. I just wanted to say thanks to her because I know I know she's listening a lot, and uh, you guys do an excellent job. Thanks, Sarah. You guys have a nice night. Oh right. boy, that was it. Well, that was an alright call. All right, nothing wrong with a little butt licking once in a while. DJ, you're 19. You're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. This this story might like um, Adam might like, and the question goes for Drew though. Um, about two summers ago, got involved in the Truth or Dare contest. Very got into a very sexual thing, um, and eventually became friends with one of the females. From it, and that female um, became very obsessive that, with the idea that no one loved her. So that female purposely got herself pregnant by two different people, not me, to have a child. And since she's had the child, though, she's—I've seen her in just how to sexual desire. We've had sex, but I'm afraid that she's like fallen in love with me the same way she wanted to have that child. Right. All right, right. DJ. Does she have one child or two? She has one child, but there were two, two um, people that, ins- that inseminated her. How old is she? She's currently 18. Wait okay. a minute. Two people inseminated her? She had sex with two different guys. And, and then one guy did. But, but t- they don't t- know. T- t- they don't know who the father is. Is that right? Yeah, she did that on purpose because she didn't want a father for the child. Right. Well, 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 who will win? The, the, the uh, person with the better swimming sperm and that? And, did they have sperm races? Here's Seriously, the question. Drew, how do you know? I mean, you don't know. Are, is you some, do men, some men have more uh, powerful sperm than others? Uh, so, somebody is going to get there. <laughs> and so, you know, if, if natural selection uh, is totally efficient, the more better surviving sperm will get there. The stronger. Yeah, the taller guy. sperm, right. All right, with the bigger brain. DJ, the question is, at what age was this woman first sexually abused? Sexually abused. Or do you know anything about her past history? Because, because this is a history, this is a story of somebody with rather profound characterologic problems. And in fact, it, it is uh, accurate that you, that you worry about these kinds of obsessive preoccupations if she gets uh, uh, her hooks into you or if she, if she becomes attached to you. She's somebody who has intense, chaotic relationships, probably as a result of some significant trauma when she was growing up. DJ. Have you ever, have you ever talked to her about that? Imagine, you know. Well... Imagine speaking to the person you have sex with. Isn't that an amazing don't, don't concept? Get, don't be yeah, condescending yeah. at this early hour, Drew. DJ, are, yeah. you're having sex with her, right? No, not anymore. I've had two, twice I've had intercourse with her. But the only thing is, I see her when I come home from school. And I'm away at school like nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And every time I see her. All right. DJ, yeah. it does not take a scientist to figure out that the girl has some problems, especially in the field of relationships. And you, as a guy who does not want to get involved with those problems, should steer clear of her. You shouldn't be cruel. You shouldn't hurt her in any way. But you should definitely get out of there. Do not lead her on. And she's one of these people that is, some people you wave to them and it leads them on. So that's how I was in high school, actually. Mm, must have been very painful. It still is. I bet. DJ. Yeah, I understand what you're steer saying. Steer clear. It's, 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 it's trouble zone. 
some some women and men are basically, mm-hmm. you know, when you drive along the side of the freeway and the, there's some construction going on and they got cones and they got lights flashing and there's a flagman there going, move along, keep moving, nothing to look at here. That's what you have to do. You have to put your hands. That's what at- you're doing. You're doing for him. He's just driving by. You're the flag man. Move along. Yeah. Okay. God, I wish I wish I had one of those one of those Caltrans flag men. At a lot of a lot of parties I've been to where I've tried to talk to women. There really should be the dating flag men where you're like talking to someone and you're going, so uh, who invited you to the party? And they're going. Um, I killed my last husband because he was weak. You want the dating flag man to go, okay, nothing to see here. Move along. Keep it going. Ten and two on the steering wheel. Drew, you got another call? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil. Yes. 21. How you doing? Hey, that's what I like, a little energy. <laughs> well, I've been drinking a little bit tonight. All right. Uh, thanks. That's fine. Thanks for sharing. Whatever works for us, Phil. Go ahead. Right on. Uh, well... You know, I'm having a real hard time dealing with a breakup. Mm. She just broke up with me about two months ago. I don't think I should be feeling this bad after two months. But the average the average period of feeling bad after a breakup of a of a bona fide relationship is about six months. Really? Yeah. Yes, but you you but average. The heart knows no statistic, Drew. Uh, although I must say, Phil doesn't sound all that cut up about this. Well, he's loaded. Yeah, I'm loaded. Phil, know. listen, <laughs> Phil. First off, stay home tonight. Yeah. Don't do any of that BS where you you know you have another twelve pack and you head over there looking for some chapstick that may have fallen out of your pocket and got wedged <laughs> but between the sofa pillows in 1972. <laughs> Hell no. I want my chapstick. <laughs> I'm not leaving without it. No. Phil, no, 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 no. Phil, Phil, it hurts, don't it? Yeah, it does. How long did you go out with her? Three years. Oh, yeah. God. Three she years. Was Eighteen. With her. Oh, all the way through college. That's all you knew. Junior college. Yep. That's the only love you ever knew, isn't it? Yep. And now it's gone. Yep. Into the arms of another man. Oh yeah. Really? That's tough. Yeah, as far as I know. Oh. That's oh. Like, actually, in some ways, that's better because it makes you really end it. it, it you're not going <laughs> to. Try a to get week, back with it. A week ago was her uh, senior prom mm. at school and stuff. And she's what, 17, 18? Yeah. I don't know, three years. You met her when you were 15? You when know. she was she 15? She was 15, he was 18. She, yeah. All right. Phil, chalk this one up to experience. And, and everybody gets to go through this, and God forbid you should get, get married. I mean, that's the, it has to end in some in some fashion. Right, So right, you can continue right. I to... to end. I want it to end for her, but at the same time... I can't help feeling that this girl is the only one for me. Right. Right. Just like I couldn't help feeling that uh, Stephanie was the only one for me, and Drew couldn't help but feel that uh, Broomhilda was the only one for him back when he was a senior in high school. Everybody feels that this is the only one for me, but they don't give a rat's ass about the other guy and the other girl. It's kind of weird. But that one, that one you think is the the only one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Phil, she isn't. Obviously, she's not. I suppose so. All right. I can't help feeling, though. I want to kick his ass so bad. All right, Phil. (laughs) Relax over there now. That's the paps talking, isn't it, Phil? Probably. Listen, Phil. Sleep it off tonight. Tomorrow, 
You pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You hear me, Phil? Yeah, I hear you. You shave in the morning, you understand? Okay. And pluck that hair out of uh, between your eyebrows there, the one that's making a monobrow. <laughs> Give yourself two brows. Who do you think you are, Matt Dillon? <laughs> no. All right, then you take a handful of uh, the pomade there, and you, you rub it into your scalp. You take that comb, the one that never breaks, yeah. and you slick your hair back. Okay. You go in the closet, and you pick out something flirty. Something flowery, yeah, something that makes you feel pretty. Okay. Vertical stripes make you look taller. You put a carnation in the lapel. Uh Uh-huh. You slap on a little aqua velva. You stick your chin out. You tighten up your belt a little. You suck in that gut, and you throw out that chest. Do you hear me, Phil? Yeah, but then I'm going to look like Al Capone. This, listen to me. You put on your best fedora. You open the curtains and look out the window and take a deep breath and exhale. Then you retreat to the sofa and masturbate till your penis falls off. <laughs> right on. All right? Right on. Take a lot, guys. All right. Mahalo. Mahalo. <laughs> Adam. Drew. What do we do without you? I, we, would all, we would all have a mass suicide like Jonestown. There would be a trem- Don't get any ideas. There would be a tremendous... Uh, uh, cauldron of kool-aid made up and people would wait in line for miles to in a coil pot made by adam carolla all right enough with the ceramic major references i have booked my dad today by the way where on this show no father's kidding. day oh yeah bring my dad up is he alive yeah all right bring him in all right we'll have both fathers all right yeah have a field day with him all right go ahead talk about cooking weeds talk about the abuse that i suffered at the hands of the family growing up Make fun of his nappy hair. You know, he gave it to me. Oh, scary. And we'll be back. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-1191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. Always bite off more than you can chew with a monthly box of four to six full-size products, including... Everything from innovative toys and gadgets, leashes, treats, and more. BarkBox supports American small businesses by including products made right here in the USA, creating American jobs, and keeping your dog happy. Oh, I love both. Mm-hmm. Quit hunting for quality dog treats. BarkBox ships 100% natural elk, caribou, wild boar, and other lean wild meats. Perfect right. for keeping your dog fit and healthy. That's nice. I'll eat some of that stuff. Nice. Unleash your dog's wild side with innovative, durable toys. Perfect for the great outdoors. BarkBox is committed to the cause of homeless dogs. As a rule, they give... 10% of their revenue to local rescues and shelters across the United States and Canada. Save 20% on your new subscription by visiting BarkBox.com forward slash Classic Love. I have a pot of coffee in me. And I am just filled with piss, vinegar, and caffeine, and I am raring to go. I am chomping at the bit, Drew. I know you are. I am going to heal every mofo person within the sound of my voice. Are they healed now? Absolutely. 1-800-LOVE-191. 1-800-568-3191. Oh. Them be the phone number. Here be the fax number. 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He's Dr. Drew Borsam. I'm a specialist. Nora, 18, you're on the love line. 
hi. I'm, as you know, I'm 18, and I've been seeing a 46-year-old man for about six months now. Healthy. And my question is actually to Dr. Drew. Yes. And my question is, well, first of all, he tells me that he loves me and that it's not just my body. But all my friends keep telling me that that's not possible. And my question actually is, in your opinion, is it possible for someone, for two people with such a great age difference to ever have a meaningful relationship? Well, I mean, you're, you're couching that in terms that I can't... Um you know, respond to the way I'd like to. Yes, it's possible, but it's not likely. And, and you know, if you look at the data on pregnant teenagers these days, mm-hmm. the vast majority are impregnated by older men, substantially older adults. Really? Yes. And the reason that the laws and whatnot are in place to protect young people is that these are typically abusive or at least exploitative relationships that are not good for you. You don't, you're 18. You still need to become an adult and figure out what it is you want from a relationship by developing with your peers. You have an adult who has a very fixed idea about what he or she needs. And I'm not just including, including men in this. I mean, women, I think if this were a young man calling, I'd feel similar. People are not quite as outraged because they, when an older woman gets with a younger guy, they look at her as more of a tutor than a girlfriend. They assume it's going to it's right, going right. to end, and she's just sort well, of and the, and showing him the sexual rope. Right, that's a good point, and that and that sort of points out the differences in how young people, particularly, experience physical relationships. For you, Nora, you're in, you know, if you're are you having sex with this guy? Yes. I mean, uh, that, that yeah. No, duh, Drew. Well, I, I have to ask the question. What do you think he's there for? All right, but that well, that for you that's... is a much more it, probably a much more emotional experience than it is likely to be for a male, and so it, at least it it often is. For you, it's something that attaches commitment and an emotional connection and potentially things like marriage, what incur to you. To the male, it could be just a physical relationship, and that's it. All right, Drew. No matter what he tells you. Drew, you've had your moment in the sun. Now it's my time to go to the cellar, the root cellar with Nora. Nora. Yes. How's he look nude? Does <laughs> he look nude? Yes. The same as any other man? Really? Yeah. Except for the gray around the nuts? not gray. It's not? No. And where did you meet this guy? Through my sister. And how old were you when you met him? I've only known him for about six months, so I was 18. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this guy fresh off a divorce? No, he's never been married. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, that could be something for him. Or, or, or distinctly against. Does he treat you right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does he uh, let you drive the car once in a while? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I have to ask a strange question. Even I don't oh, oh, know yeah, where I'm going. I know that, Adam. I know you don't, half the time when you open your mouth, you don't know what's coming out. <laughs> well, my other question is that, well, I've known this the entire time, that this was a completely unhealthy relationship. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> Nora, can he perform okay? Yeah. But what, Nora? But what? But um, I want to know if it's possible, because I am having feelings for him, it's been six months. And I want to know if it's ever possible for people to just stop having that type of relationship and still be friends. I mean, 
It's not, it doesn't always work, but do you know of any people that that actually works yes, for? Yes, I mean, you're asking these absolutes, you know, can't it ever happen? Well, yes, I'm, it can happen, but it's difficult and it doesn't often work. Drew. And at very least, you ought to spend six months to completely separated before you try to have a friendship again. I know you're not a uh, scientist or a, an astrologist. I, right, but I am it, a scientist. Is, yeah, okay. All right, get off the horse for a second. Isn't it possible a meteor the size of Nebraska could... Hit the earth at some point? It is possible. All right. Nora? Yes? Listen, here's who I worry about. And I don't think the astrologers are the ones you'd consult to, uh, yeah, to discuss astro- that issue. With. An astronomer. All right, wise guy. You know, there's no script to this show, Nora. Yeah. There's the high horse out of the barn. Better late than never. Nora, here's my feeling on all these things, and we talk about this all the time. You know not what you do. You see a guy, he's got his own car, he's got his own house, he has his own toupee. You're very excited to be with a guy like this. It is, it is him who I blame. Because, Drew, you're what, 37? Yeah. Imagine yourself 10 years older than you are now going after a 17-and-a-half-year-old or an 18-year-old. I- inconceivable. Inconceivable. Even me. <laughs> and I, and, and That's I, saying a lot. It really is. That show, that show, it really, it's, it's a good, it's, it's sort of a benchmark for how messed up somebody would have to be. Right. When I wouldn't do it, you know it's not a good idea. Nora, here's the deal. If the guy, as long as the guy treats you right, I don't know, hang in it, but always leave a little part of your heart out of it. Get the hell Realize, out. Get out. She knows right. it's bad. All right. Nora, you know it's bad. Okay. All right. Okay. Nora, give him his teeth back and get out of the relationship. All right, Drew, maybe you're right. Jason, 23, you're on Love Line. Hey. Hey. How you doing tonight, guys? Wow. Good. Okay, so where do you want me to begin? Start at your penis. Start at my my what? All right. Listen. Okay. Listen, you bumpkin. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've got this girlfriend, and she's got a husband. Now, my problem is we all live in the same house. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, straight out of her all, though, you know, I've sit here and think, my God, that should be me on that show. How old is she? How old is she? Um, she, oh God, at 35, is she going to kill me when she hears this? 35. How old is he? He's a little older, 38. What's, what's their relationship like? He's, he pretty much stays to himself. He's got a little problem that I won't go into. What is the problem? The problem, oh God, it, it's, a, it's the glass, the glass dick. You, uh, oh, he's got a methamphetamine problem. He okay. smokes it through a glass tube, and all right. So, 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 that's the you know the, this is a sick situation, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got a severe so, addict she, in the household. She, You're, you, the codependent to that addict is seeking refuge by high, hanging out with you, Jason, sort of taking a hostage. I'm guessing Jason's no stranger to the meth pipe himself. Uh, Bong. A year ago, I could say that. I, uh, I was, but I'm I'm clean now. All right, but now you're lying. That's, um, I'm clean and she's clean, so yeah. But nobody's in recovery. Um, I go to NA. Okay, and, thank you. And so she. Thank you. How long? How how long have you been in that twelve step program? Good. How long have you been in NA? Um, about six months now. And what does NA tell you? What about, does NA about, tell about your first about, six months of sobriety? Of, to about having relationships. About having relationships. Well, like something like this is completely unheard yeah, of. Thank you, and that it jeopardizes your sobriety quite profoundly, doesn't it? Well, well yeah. Yeah. Jason, uh, plus you... you're living with an amphetamine addict. For Christ's sake, if that's your drug of choice, that drug is going to be exposed to you. You're eventually going to find your way to it. Your brain is going to drive you to it. 
and you're in this dysfunctional relationship, and you're you know you're six months into your sobriety. Which congratulations! Well, wait a minute, she's in a dysfunctional relationship. No, no, he, he's just banging someone's wife. Well, well, basically yes. He, but yeah, but Jason, imagine, but imagine if this thing explodes, the relationship, the, this this household. Oh. Uh, I mean, that that is a threat to his well-being. Speed and, kills, doesn't it, Doc? Do, do you know? Are you, are you, right, relax. No, no, wait a just came in a short. Oh, wait, do you know what? Did I tell you? Hang yes, on a second, Jason. Yes, yes. Did I say, tell you this? Yes, a thousand times. All right, forget it. <laughs> People on amphetamine get very violent. Let's just. Put What's it the story way. behind Speed Kills, Drew? The, the fellow by the name of David Smith, who runs the Haight Ashbury Free Clinic up in San Francisco, coined that phrase not to lead people to believe that if you do speed, it will kill you, which it can, but that people who do speed get violent and kill other people. All right. Now, Jason. Yeah. Are you totally sober? Yes. yes. Really? Yes. I, I I put that I put that on my little girl. I, you don't smoke pot. You don't do beer. No. Okay, no Jason. Alcohol. Yeah. You are living in a powder keg. Do you understand that? Mm, what did yeah. your sponsor tell you? Um, I let him know a little bit. I, you know, Jason. Right. You, Jonathan, divorcing. Jonathan, what, Jason. What, you know, what kind of an honest program is that? I mean, you got to get with not, it. Get not, honest. Not very Ta- honest. Call your sponsor when you put the phone down from us, and we'll, he'll kick your butt a little bit, and you, that's what you, you need. Absolutely. Jason, what, honestly, what did you expect us to say? I don't know. I, All right. I well, just you... Wanted, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to know if I was like the, the, the freak of Sacramento or if it was just me. No. Is it just me? I, this is you the, might, no. It might be the freak, but you sec- you certainly are, are have shown and placed, and you're, you're, you're making a strong run to be titled the freak of Sacramento. But you, look, it's, it's a, it's, I, I'm sure you're, this doesn't make you happy to be in this situation. It's an unpleasant situation. I'm sorry you're in it, but you need to deal with it. Your surprise is too important. He's, he's got to get out of there. Yeah, he's got to right? get with the program. All right. Jennifer, 24, you're on Loveline. Hello. Hey. Um, I have kind of a silly, embarrassing question, but good. It's totally true. We don't care if you lie, just as long as it's silly and embarrassing. Okay. Um. And titillating. All right. I like to say that word, titillate. I know you do. Um, don't say it anymore. My boyfriend, who I've been with for like a year and a half, when we sleep together, sometimes just like fall asleep together. Um, sometimes in the middle of the night, I wake up and he's kissing me and like touching me and like like messing around with me, but he's asleep. Mm-hmm. And last night it got to the point where he was almost having sex with me, and I think it's kind of strange. And then he kind of wakes up and like goes into it, but it 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 bothers me, and I think it's kind of weird sometimes. And have I you, have you discussed this with him? Um, yeah, but he doesn't know what causes it. Like, is he definitely asleep? Yeah. This is a guy you're just friends with? No, 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 no. This is my boyfriend. Oh. Well, what do you care where he feels you up while you're asleep? Well, I also wonder if it could happen with someone else. Like, I went, well, I just wonder, like, what, what causes it, and then... Is he on any medications? No. Let me explain something, Jennifer. Okay. The penis never rests. Penis never goes to sleep. So the, this is something normal? like this Absolutely. The mind falls asleep, but the penis never stops. Let me interrupt the you. penis is like that big uh, nuclear-powered clock they have over there in Geneva or wherever it is. It keeps going. It has to in order to keep all the other clocks in line. Okay, so this is something that... Because I've never been with another guy that this has happened. Okay, hold on. Does he walk in his sleep or have night terrors or anything else? No, nothing it? like Just that. this in his sleep? Just this. Do you know for a fact that he's actually asleep or is he just telling you he's asleep? No, I believe him. He says he's asleep and I believe him. Yeah, but you know what it is. Drew, you've done this before. You fall asleep. 
you get an erection, you start rolling around, you feel the pressure, the blood's out of the brain, it's into the weenus, you, you start feeling a little amorous, you roll along, you pop it inside, your dog gets very upset, scurries into the next room. You know, you've been there, haven't you, Drew? Drew? No. Uh, well, then... It's so, normal, Jennifer. It's totally normal. But probably. So what if he was, what if he was with a friend, like, sleeping in the same bed? Could the same thing happen? No, he knows where he is. But okay. he, maybe, maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe he's reserving that story for an excuse in the future. Oh, that's diabolical, Drew. You set it up this way, and then you have yourself an affair with a couple of hookers at some brothel and claim that you've just fell asleep in the heart-shaped bed, that the coins that you'd fed into it to get it to do the cyclo-massage action had lulled you to sleep, you woke up, you were half asleep with this erection, and you put it in the first open orifice you could find. That is brilliant. Yo, the phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back. Freedom Drain, that's oh, right. That's changed too. Freedom Fries, Freedom Doors, Freedom Drains. Speaking of freedom, blinds galore, these guys. These guys are patriots. Mm-hmm. Let's not mess around. Let's not go to the store. Deal with the guy with the weird vest. I'm on my break. Who? <laughs> oh, no. That's not. You yeah. You get the other guy. You get the other guy. The other chick. We'll be back in two hours. Yeah. Lions Galore. Amazing customer service. Design advice. Window experts. And by the way, it's all completely free. They give you samples. And they give you expertise. Mm-hmm. We get all our blinds from Blinds Galore. These guys. No problems. You measure it out, send it in, design it, boom, boom, mm-hmm. They've been doing it online for 15 years. They know their stuff. They've worked out the bugs. They give amazing deals. They guarantee if you don't like what you order for any reason, they'll give you something else. Mm-hmm. They will take care of you. Blinds Galore really does have Blinds Galore. That's why they're called Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. That is BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. That's blindsgalore.com. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's Dr. Drew. Tonight, our special guest is no one. Yeah. Tomorrow night, my Catholic little brother will come in here and see if I can get some uh, women going through the sort of sympathetic route. Oh, that's there had to be some agenda to bring him on. I am trying to show that there's a sensitive side to the man. All right. All right there, Drew. After you abuse my kids and my wife. Absolutely. You're supposed to be redeemed with this. <laughs> I love That's all fine. man. Yeah. And 17, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I have a question. Okay. Hmm. Um, I'm 17, and I wanted to know if there's such a thing as a nymphomaniac, because if there is, I think I am one. Mm-hmm. I've had sex with a lot of people, and I've always, you know, used condom, and I've been on the pill and everything like that. And I've never busted into anyone's relationships or anything, but I've had sex with a lot of people, and I love sex, and I wanted to know if there's such a thing as an infomania. What is a lot of people? Uh, 
I probably about. Um, you know the exact number. Now give it to us. No, no woman in the world does I, not know the number. <laughs> Absolutely, you, Anne, Anne. Very yeah. seriously, just one moment. You know the exact number, don't you? Yeah. It's right, right at the tip of your fingers, isn't it? At all times. Uh-huh. And that hemming and hawing is nothing more than a, a, a badly disguised acting job, isn't it, Anne? Yeah. All women know the number. Go ahead, Anne. 48. Okay. And how were, old were you when you first had sex? I was 14. 40. Had, 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 <laughs> no, I'm not trying. I just, I can't believe 48. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. A lot. I know. Have you, was there anything that happened to you before the age of 14? No. Were, no. Were you ever raped? No. I think, I don't know. Someone told me that because I had counseling like a year back and they said that the first time I had sex it was, but I wasn't really sure. How old were you then? I was 14. And, and that was the rape incident? Well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was told. Wait a minute. <laughs> you count that as the rape? That's what, that's what she's calling. Oh, I'm saying what happened. And that, now the next question is what happened before that, that that led to her being such an easy victim or such a such a prone victim that she was victimized didn't even recognize it mm. and still has trouble accept, accepting You know, that. Drew, I do, and I, I, I'm the first one to work that what'd your dad do to your route right. or what happened to you when right. you were young. I'm right. the first guy to go down that road. But you just want to believe that Anne's not one of those. I do in my heart of hearts. But, no, I can say this. There are some women, just like there are some men, that they're just, their engine turns at a little higher RPM. They run a little hotter. That's correct, and that's why I asked And there's the, some people that run, by the way, colder. there's some people yeah. that run cold, and you right. never really grill them. Yeah. No, 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 wait a minute. No, oh, yes, yes, you can, though, for similar reasons. Well, yeah, if they say I haven't had sex in 40 years, but if yeah. they say, uh, you know, I'm 28 and I've had three partners and I'm just not that, you know, you, you wouldn't grill them. But that's why I asked the question, how many? Some some young women particularly say, oh, I'm, I'm a I'm nymphomaniac, I've had sex with all these guys, how many? Three. And 48, we you know, we would say is, is a lot of context. But that started with a rape where she was victimized and didn't have the ability to perceive it as a victimization. Uh, all right. All right, Drew, you're force-feeding her now. Anne, mm-hmm. how old was the guy when you were 14? He was, must have been 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. I was a freshman and he right. was a, no, he must have been 17. All right. Did he force it on you? See, that's what I don't know. I mean... I, like, went along with it, but I didn't know if I wanted to, and I, like... Were you, were, you, were you drunk or high? No. Okay, so... But a lot of times since then, I have been... Right, but, Drew, I'm sorry, but I'm not counting that as a rape, because... Okay. And here's here's what I want to say about rape very quickly, and, and I'm going to get a big load of crap for this, but rape is a horrible, traumatizing thing to do to a man or to do to a woman or do, do to anybody. Rape is horrible. And when you have, when you take what Ann did, which was basically sober as a teenager, get hooked up with a guy three years older than she was, and go have a consenting sex, if you call that rape, then I believe it diminishes the people that were really raped, really raped where the guy uh, broke into the uh, house uh, and uh, held a knife uh, to their uh, throat. Uh, okay. Uh, but this is, Ann, we're not going to be able to get beyond the basic question. And let me, let me just state. Let me just answer what you asked, and that was, is there such a thing as a nymphomaniac? Mm-hmm. And... Basically, that is a category that I don't think has any real meaning today, that people who do a lot of sexual, we call acting out, 
usually have some significant emotional or character logic problems. Uh, you know, it's why we're going towards asking you what happened in your childhood that led you to have such problems with intimacy and self-worth that you need to act out in this manner. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nymphomaniacs are, usually implies sexual acting out that is not particularly enjoyable and is sort of self-destructive, and that's usually the situation in which you're describing. Yeah, and you're Anne probably isn't enjoying it as much as she claims to, or she wouldn't have called up and presented it in the form of a problem. And and really, people find true meaning from from intimate, empathic connections with people, not from physical, you know, fly-by-night On the other hand, you cannot totally rule out the horn dog factor. Drew, Gary, 24, you're on Loveline. How you doing? Hey. Got a question for uh, either you, Adam, or Dr. Drew. Um... Me and my wife have been in a marriage for almost three years now, and she had a uh, she's got a son from a prior uh, relationship, and um, we had a, a child herself, and we just had our our second child, which makes actually makes her our third. Mm-hmm. And uh, question is, uh, I during her second pregnancy uh, with me, I was state, I was in the army, um, and she was very very sexually active during the pregnancy during the pregnancy uh-huh. and with you uh, yeah with me oh okay and uh the thing you is, had to ask well i had to ask because he said he was in the army i thought yeah, like yeah, he yeah, was yeah. stationed yeah, somewhere yeah. but uh i mean i would be sound asleep and i'd wake up to uh either her going down okay all right all right now wait a minute now we got wait a minute you were sleeping uh, yeah, I would be sleeping. I'd wake up to her going down and me climbing on top. Can you imagine if we hooked her up with that call we had about ten minutes ago? They'd just be banging away, and no one would even know it. And uh, during the third pregnancy, the sleeping call through oh, okay. with that right. puss on. What all happened right. to your brain? And uh, with our third baby, she didn't want sex hardly at all during the pregnancy. During the pregnancy, right. I was the aggressor. I wanted it. Right. Uh, is that a common thing with uh, during pregnancies, or or what? Uh, not that I've heard of, but how is she after the pregnancy over? Yeah, the pregnancy. pregnancy everything over. okay now? Oh, everything's fine now. She's wanting it, and then don't worry about it. It's just it's just one of those anomalies. I mean, for Christ's sake, she had to take care of two kids at the same time as being pregnant. I mean, there's a lot of other things that factor into uh, somebody's sexual desires other than their their blood flow. Gary, yeah, let's not live in the past here. Right, your wife was pregnant. She turned off the sexual hot plate for a couple of months while she got her thoughts and hormones in order. Right. Now she uh, she popped the kid out. She's right back on schedule, right? Yeah. All right. Carry uh, carry on, as they say in the uh, in the military. <laughs> uh, go forth and conquer. All right. Go forth and um, hump your wife. I think it says that in the Bible, actually, Drew. Cheryl, twenty three. You're on Love Line. Where? In the Bible. Where? Oh, in uh, Job. The uh, fifteen. Uh, yes. Th- <laughs> yes, Cheryl. Hi. Yes. Yes. Hi. Uh, my question is that the fact that I met a guy at a bar on Friday night, and we were talking and hanging out, and then I slept over at his place, and then Saturday we spent all day together, and we were going to play a joke on his friend, and his friend um, Kevin. We call. I called him up, and I pretended that I saw him at work, and that I liked him, and whatever, and he can give me a call. So. That what happened, and then I started talking to the guy Kevin like intermittently throughout the past week. But mm-hmm. I've also seen the other guy that I started to see mm-hmm. in the beginning on Friday. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm starting to have feelings about the, the guy that we were playing the joke on. Good. The and they're good friends. And good. And I think the second guy is um, actually, he's very ethical. Mm-hmm. And he takes, I think he takes friendship very seriously, or at least I hope he does, because that's the kind of person that I'd want to go out with. Right. So okay. So because you can't have him, that's why you want. Well, we had this. Well, I don't. I don't know. Actually, I talked to the guy on the phone, and he sounds very interesting. We had a version of this call last night. Okay. First off, uh, it serves the guy you're going out with right now right for you to go over there and fall in love with Kevin Screw because around, he put yeah. you up to this, didn't yeah. he? No, actually, I thought of it. You did? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a joke. I, he didn't put me up to it. Actually, I was very willing to go and make a joke. Whose idea was it? It was. It was my idea, and I'm the one who made the call. And I. Actually you said uh, this guy who you'd known for uh, three days. You met at a bar. You're basically just going over to his house for some you know, cheap, lustful sex. And no, you said no, to him, no, "Hey, no, do you got a friend we could screw with?" No, no, because the guy on Friday, we actually talked a lot, and we had a good conversation, and we got along in the morning really well, and we had a really good talk, and we were just playing. And I met his friend Friday night at the bar. And you said, let's call this Kevin up and screw with him. (laughs) Yeah. That was totally your idea. It was totally my idea. All right. whole conversation. Good. You you deserve to be struck by lightning. (laughs) You say, what do you think I should do about it, though? I think you uh, you should burn in hell is what you should do. That sounds like it will hurt. You should be tormented by the devil. <laughs> okay. If I was not an atheist, then maybe that would have some meaning. Oh, atheist, huh? <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I don't feel... I'm concerned about their friendship and the other, the first per- guy's feelings. Then back out. Just get out of there. Yeah, you I haven't done have anything. To, also, I should not um, ignore my feelings and deny myself. If I feel that would be something... Oh, stop. Right, don't, Cheryl, don't. let me say about something about you and your gut instincts and ignoring your feelings and or entertaining your feelings. So far, it has gotten you nowhere. You have entertained your feelings your entire life. You've gone nowhere. Stop no, entertaining your feelings. No, no, no. Start listening to us. Forget about your feelings for just one minute. I want everyone to forget about their own feelings for just one minute. You know that gut instinct that your grandpa told you about? Forget it. That's gas. Well, he's dead, so... All right, but before he died, he told you about that gas. Ignore it. Forget about it. You have nothing with this guy, Kevin. You spoke on the phone, and he was polite. Please. Live in reality. Oh, I've had enough of this nonsense. Welcome to the biggest show on earth. Thrills galore. The strangest freak. The highest acrobat. And the funniest clown. Love line. We'll be right back. Why are razors so damn expensive? Well, perhaps it's those billion-dollar shave companies that overload the razors with ridiculous tech you don't even need. Do you really need a razor with a vibrating handle, back scratcher, laser pointer? I know I do not. Now, that's why I switched to DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com sends quality razors and other cool bathroom stuff right to your door for just a couple of bucks a month. It couldn't be any easier. DollarShaveClub.com does not waste their money on ridiculous tech gimmicks. That's one of the ways they can charge a fraction of what big shave companies charge. And you know what? If you try it, you may even think that DollarShaveClub.com blades are actually better. Signing up is easy as well. Go to DollarShaveClub.com, pick a razor plan. They have three to choose from. Then every month, just like clockwork, you will get a package in the mail with Dollar Shave Club blades. They've got other great stuff as well. Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter, One Wipe Charlie's, the Peppermint Infused Butt Wipes for Men, 
Thanks to DollarShaveClub.com, you will never forget to buy blades, and you will never get nicked up from squeezing one too many shaves out of that last lousy blade. So join me and everyone at Classic Loveline and the hundreds of thousands of guys who upgraded to the smarter way to shave. Shave time, shave money. Join DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. Join at DollarShaveClub.com slash Drew. That is DollarShaveClub.com forward slash Drew, D-R-E-W. Phone number 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Let's try something interesting. Let's take a phone call. John, 24, you're on Loveline. How you guys doing? Good. Okay, I'll be brief. Um, this girl told me something that I should try with women, and I want to try it with my girlfriend, and I don't know if it's real safe or not. Um, she told me that uh, if you go down on a woman, you get her, you know, moist and whatnot, and then you uh, insert an Alka-Seltzer, mm-hmm. and you go ahead and have sex, that it guarantees like a, a multiple orgasm for the woman every time. It's pleasurable well, for the man, too, uh, and everything. There are no guarantees for the woman to have a multiple orgasm, but I can tell you one time I masturbated with some Rolades up my ass. Really? It was wonderful. <laughs> oh, yes, and no chalky aftertaste. Actually, over the years, I have heard this little... Thing, people, this technique, and it worries me. It's Alka-Seltzer is loaded with aspirin, and okay. uh, that could irritate uh, that area. But, uh, you know, when I said that last time, I, I remember this technique. People called in and said, oh, it's wonderful, it's great, it's great, so whatever. It's it's whatever. Because they... So it works. J- what? So J- it works. Jade Barrymore was the one that told us about it? That's right, that's right. That's right in her book. So it works. Yeah. Right. All right. Go to town. Hey, we need to pick them up as a sponsor. And we'll be back in 10. This is Loveline on Radio Station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're just laughing about all kinds of things here. Uh, Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number, 310-854-4455. Drew is going to do his goddamn homework one of these nights and yes. watch the video that, yes. uh, what, Lifetime? Who sent you that? You know what, there, there's like a major battle in my household to gain control the of the television. The learning channel, yes, sorry. The television. Yeah, well, bring the tape in. There's right. uh, there's right. 80 right here. video recorders okay. here. I'll right. watch it. Right. Uh, on Killer Sperm, by the way, and uh, they were nice enough to send it out to us. The learning channel, that is. So putting a word in for them. Dave, 16, you're on Loveline. Okay. You're on. Oh, hello? Yep. All right. I already don't believe him. What do you... What? Go ahead, Dave. What's up? Okay, well, about a couple months ago, I had sex with this chick, and so far I've heard from a couple other people that she slept with a guy that had HIV without a condom, mm. and I slept with her without a condom, and mm. she said that she tested negative for HIV, but she she sound, she sounded like she wasn't telling the truth about it. Why don't you ask her to see the report, to show uh, you the report? What? Why don't you ask her to show you the report? Um, I didn't know that you came with the report, but I don't know. It's like I want to go in to get checked, but I don't want to go in to get checked because I'm afraid that what it's going to say. And that's really the natural reaction, right? It's Of course you'd be frightened about what the potential results would be, but the, the probability is you're going to be negative. How long ago did you have sex with her? Uh, it, was, it was during spring break. So a month or so ago? 
Uh, yeah, about that. Okay. You should get tested, and you should get tested again in six months. Um, the vast majority of conver- conversion will have occurred within that six-month window. But it's real yeah. unlikely. It's Wait, very un- the window period? Six months. Six months. And, but it's, it's real unlikely. It is, you, you, first of all, she's probably HIV negative. You believe her to be HIV negative. And if she's HIV negative, you're not going to get AIDS from her, right? Well, yeah. So re- relax, get the test done. If you want her to show you her report, you, most people carry, will have actually the report. That well, because last because she had like, sex with this guy a couple times without a condom. And he... It is a very difficult disease to contract. It is an infectious disease, but a, not a contagious disease. Oh, Drew, wait a minute. You are poisoning the minds of the youth of America with that kind of talk. You are begging them to go out and have unprotected sex Which I'm with not. that sort of rhetoric. Which I'm not. And, of course, you should you should learn from this. You don't need to go through this anxiety next time. If you wear a condom, you will have substantially reduced your risk, and obviously that would be a much better. You'd feel much better about it had you worn a condom last time, right? Yeah. But it, it is the fact is the fact is you probably don't have anything to worry about. It, it, there are I, I just uh, examined a woman the, uh, last week who had been having sex with an HIV positive male for three years unprotected, HIV negative. All right. Well, there you go. And it's yeah. it's not that uncommon. But well, it, I, I you heard... don't want to take any risk with such a devastating illness. But I just want Dave to calm down about it and look at the reality and get tested and be done with it. All right, let me ask you this, Drew. You say get. Uh, let's just say I had sex with somebody. Let's say I thought, uh, oh, my left hand was infected or something. Yeah. Oh boy. And you'd be uh, very likely to contract it then. For, you may not be likely to kill myself. But here's the no. I would become ambidextrous in a heartbeat. But here's the deal. Let's just say I thought I may have contracted this disease. Right. You suggest that I go out and get tested the following day. No. You don't? No. But you're saying don't... All right, wait a minute. Six months is sort of the incubation period, as far as we know. Right. The the best of everyone's knowledge. Okay. So should I go get tested the next day and then again in six months, or should I just go get tested in six months? You can do do either, or you can wait about four to six weeks just to assuage your own anxiety. Some people do it pretty quickly after just because they want to know they're okay now, and then they'll come back in six months and do it again. Um, but is, uh, it, it, it's you. It's probably it's most cost effective to just do it in six months. But here's what I'm saying: six months is is the time when you know, like, if it's after six months, you don't have it, right? For the most part, right. I mean, you right. know, okay. So it makes sense if you if you can hang with your anxiety, which most people can't. Just wait the six months. But will it, most of the time, if you have it, will it take in the first month? Uh, and just in some cases, go all the way to six months. I want to know what percentage would, of people have, get yeah. it, and it shows the, in two weeks. Uh, I would expect to be around three months, most cases. All right. Well, look into that. Come on, start yeah. doing your job. <laughs> what the hell was that? Somebody hung up. All right. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I want to talk to this guy, all Jim. Right. Oh, hey. Twenty-five. You're on Loveline. Yeah, I got a, I got a question for Doctor Drew. Yeah. Okay. Uh, me and my girlfriend, we have like sex, and like when I, when I, um, when I, when I, you or, know, orgasm. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. She, she says like it burns. Okay. Like. Hold on, Jim. How old are you? I'm twenty-five. You cannot come up with the word orgasm. Well, I, I tried to. You know, He's on the radio. Who are you, the, the beeve or something? <laughs> For Christ's sake, you're 25. You're doing God knows what to your girlfriend with your penis, and you can't say orgasm on the radio. Well, I was trying to think of a good word. All right, so when you make gunk and stuff. Yeah, uh, okay, she says, like, it burns, okay? And she says, like, well, like, all the time, okay, 
it does it all the time, you know, and it's like sometimes I guess it lasts for like a few days. All right. I was wondering if like that was like normal. There, I don't, it's it not normal. normal. No. It, there's a couple of there are a couple of sort of reasons, many reasons for that. In fact, has she had has she had a pelvic exam in the last? Uh, I don't recently? think so. No, actually. Okay. I don't. So if, obviously she needs to do that, right? She needs to get checked out to make sure there's not something going on there that predisposes to this irritation. Right. One is that she may have some kind of vaginal infection. Two is you, there may be some kind of irritation you guys cause by whatever it is you're doing. And there actually is such a thing as allergy. Some, some women actually have an allergy. Allergies yeah. cause that? Yeah, actually. It can be an allergic reaction. Oh. But, uh, you know, get it checked out. If she's having pain, it's not working, things aren't, aren't right, have her see a gynecologist or, or a general doctor. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm thinking it could be Jim's problem. It could be Jim. I rented this movie once called no, please, uh, please. Skip Jisman, Super Sperm Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And oh. the thing is, the stuff was like acid. It burned a hole right in the, right through the slab of the, of the condo he was yeah. in. Yeah. I absolutely. Had to, get a, had to get new bedding. So could it be that he's been, I don't know, eating too many batteries or vitamin no. C or uh, something? Ah, 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 ah. Ha! Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, could he have some sort of infection or something? You know, yeah. I mean, he could be carrying an infection also, but so it'd be better for like just both of us to get checked out. Then. Yeah, particularly for her to get checked out. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot. All right, Jim. It's a good thing I watch those movies. Yeah, thank you, Robbie. Twenty-five. You're on Loveline. Please share Hi, some more, Adam. <laughs> well, I'm a real virgin to your show. I just kind of happened upon your um, program when I got home. But my problem is, uh, my husband and I have been, I would say, happily married for almost a year and a half. Um, the problem is, is he wants to do it all the time. He's a couple years younger than I. Um, and and it's, when we have great sex, it's great for both of us. But I'm tired a lot of the times. I'm currently working two jobs um, to kind of pay some of the bills. And he, the, my problem is he makes fun of me with his friends uh, when I'm there. So I think that, gosh, it's fun if you joke about all this when I'm not there. What, what does he say exactly? Oh, God, you just... She never wants to do it. I want to do it all the time, yeah. and she's so, um, so he's just he's what? just pressuring you. It's just another way of applying pressure. Yeah, he's using the support like, of his friends to try to manipulate you into what he yeah, wants. Yeah, like it's like it's kind of like blackmail, you know. I'm it is. Not making you, you know, yeah, Robbie. Yeah. What junior college does this guy go to? Junior college. Uh, well, he used to go to college in <laughs> Alabama, but he's uh, not currently going. Okay, but they threw his ass out of there for being too stupid, didn't they? Listen. What kind of what kind of crap is this? I should ask what finishing school this guy went to. He's sitting around in your presence talking about how you don't put out. Oh, and it's embarrassing because sure. because we the, the fact is we do have great sex sure. probably three times a week, and sometimes I'll say, "Honey, you come. I'm I'm too tired, or it's going to take me too long." But you go, so he's going to get satisfied either way. So I don't understand why he has a problem with me not being able to go. And, and I'll tell you something, guys. This is no way to get into your woman's panties. You start talking about how your woman does not put out in front of your friends, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Her vagina will slam shut like a castle door. It sure is embarrassing. I just want to say, now, guys, really? And they're like, yeah, right, whatever. You know, they're not going to believe me. Yeah. So it is. It's not fair. All right, this guy's all class. Now, what, what is he doing while you're out busting your hump working two jobs? No, he does. He is a flooring apprentice. He did, you know, his hours are really um, wild. Flooring apprentice. Yeah, he does like... What is that, Adam? Hour. Uh, carpet linoleum. Well, Adam, All right, this guy's on the fast track to nowhere. Flooring apprentice. Let me tell you, just being a floor is <laughs> you should be ashamed of that title alone. Being a floral, a, a florist, That's a fancy a, word for it. A, a flooring <laughs> apprentice. Yeah, this guy's a adhesive back tile technician is what he prefers. <laughs> 
Let's say, it actually sounds a little bit better. That is like being called like Junior Coco or something. <laughs> that is the worst title I've ever heard in my life. Well, that's the best I guess I could come up with. He's all day on his knees banging his knee against that thing. You know that carpet stretcher? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he complains because it's too small. He's a you know pretty tall, big guy. So it's too small, and he does work really hard. And and I don't have a problem with the way he makes his living. It's just I wish he wouldn't make fun of the whole thing when it's partially inaccurate and very embarrassing. Robbie, you know, Robbie, what? Does he ever bring the knee pads home and ask you to put them on? <laughs> well, he has pants, and they fit right in. Does, does he ever go upside your ass with a notch trowel? The hell's a no. notch trowel? Use the notch trowel to put the f- Actually, mastic gets, on the floor. What's mastic? More than me. Mastic's adhesive he used to put the tile down or put the, the flooring down. No, oh, baby, you want to talk flooring? <laughs> I'll go head to head with any man when it comes to flooring. <laughs> adhesive back tiles, linoleum, pavers, vinyl tile, ceramic tile, vinyl tile. We come to my house? <laughs> no, absolutely not, Robbie. So you definitely agree that it's yeah, not this a guy's line. out of line. Even for a flooring guy. And let me tell you what goes on, because I've been in the trades. These guys work in a closed environment without much ventilation. And they're basically sucking up toxic adhesive for their entire... They're on their knees. They're down in all fours. And they're just basically spreading this toxic, caustic mastic on with a notch trowel. And they're basically sucking the vents. It rots your brain. Well, I mean, inhaled hydrocarbons will do that. We'll, we'll, We'll dissolve your frontal lobes. Yes, absolutely. How long do you do it for, Adam? Years. There's actually okay, something. There you go. Oh, jeez. Oh, yes. Yes. I've sucked up many a toxic uh, dust cloud in my, in my working days. Christina, it's, it's amazing I'm so lucid. Christina. Yeah. You're 15? Hi. You want to talk flooring? Um, what? Okay, good. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay, I have this problem. There's this guy that I really like. Um, I like him a lot because I had, uh, okay, I like him a lot. And he, I know he likes me a lot, um, but my dad has a problem with his age. How old is he? He's 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't have a sexual relationship or anything. It's, it's strictly just, you know, we get along really great. He's a good guy because I was involved with uh, gangs and I had a bad life, and he, like, kind of turned me around. So it's mm. just strictly a priest and parishioner? <laughs> well, see, my dad liked him when he thought he was 17. Mm. And I told him he was 20, and... And I was just wondering if it, if it was wrong of me to see him behind my dad's back. Because mm. I, I like him a lot, and I don't really want to stop seeing oh, him. Oh, jeez. Jeez, and I almost feel for Christine. I mean, she sounds sincere. Thank you. I, I, this guy did help her turn it around in some fashion. Now God knows he's what. trying to turn her right, around. Right, right, right. Christina. Yeah? Here's the deal. The, the guy sounds like a pretty decent guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it may, I may sound like I'm contradicting myself and going against uh, love line policy by well, saying by saying here's what you do mm-hmm. when are you going to be 16 uh next year mm. I, I no. this this guy's got a long road to hoe all right here's what i would do i would keep a relationship with this guy not a physical relationship no physical relationship you got that yeah, Christina. Well, it's not physical. I mean, we don't. We right. No, do not let it go in that direction. Do not be alone with him. Uh, okay. Do not let it well, go there. Well, she can be alone with in the a guy. restaurant. In a restaurant, but not alone. Alone. <laughs> you can't get some at a restaurant, Drew. No. Listen, Christina. Yeah. Keep a relationship. Keep him at an arm's distance. Mm-hmm. Have an emotional or a psychological or a verbal relationship. Mm-hmm. Things I'm planning on trying one day myself. But nothing physical. Mm-hmm. 
and then see how things go. Dad loosens up a little. You get a little older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and just uh, we'll let the uh, chips fall where they may. The at that worst point. thing that could happen to you is if, if this guy is not what she thinks he is. She gets a physical relationship, and then he leaves. Right. There would be a disaster for her emotionally. Actually, the worst thing that could happen to her is if an anvil landed on her. <laughs> but in, in terms of relationships, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Short of you showing up there. Yeah. All right, wise guy. Yeah. Jewel, 28. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hey. All righty. I wanted to talk to Dr. Drew, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Where's Mike and his laugh? You there, Jewel? <laughs> I think Jewel's gone. That was weird. <laughs> but, you know, she was giddy, and uh, we do not uh, fault those who are stricken by the giddy here on Loveline. Too late. Chris, 22, you're on Loveline. Hi, guys. Love hey. The show. Thanks. Um, here's my dilemma. I'm a 22-year-old college student, and uh, I've been uh, dating this 26-year-old for about about a month and a half now. And uh, this is the problem. She has a three-year-old daughter. And uh, I don't know, everything is going okay, and half my friends say that I should keep on going out with her, and half of them say I should get out of the relationship. I really, I like her a lot, but I don't think I'm ready to... Uh, take on that responsibility at all. I was just wondering what what you guys would do, or have you been in this situation before? Um, Adam's about to reveal something personal. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, dated this uh, Vietnamese chick who had 19 kids. All right, I've, I've never been in this situation. Uh, I've never, but I, I no, would think it'd be. I can tell you. I, I can tell you. What? We've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Um, to me, it's just one of those things where it's sort of a preference thing. I have guys who are, are oh, yeah, my contemporaries yeah, yeah. who I went to high school with and who re- I've remained close with, who got involved with relationships, in relationships, ended up marrying the woman. Mm-hmm. The woman had uh, a kid or two from a prior relationship. The, uh, they were thick as thieves immediately. The, the guy ends up adopting the kid and loves him like it was one of his own. How old were those guys usually when they got married? Uh, they probably met when they were in their like mid twenties, so like a late or, 20s or early twenties, kind of and maybe got married in their mid to uh, later twenties. Can, can you can you understand that at twenty two this would be a pretty overwhelming proposition? Yeah, but it, but at twenty four it certainly is heard of, and it's not unheard of at yeah. twenty two. And if you're up to it, and it's a little bit of a challenge, I mean, but, just put in the context of how much difficulty guys have. I, I'm not discouraging him, by the way, but I'm just trying to be. And, you know, understand where he's at. And imagine how difficult it is just to come to grips with getting married and married and kid right away. Some guys look at it as a relief in a, in a weird way. That it's sort of like, hey, I moved in an apartment and already was furnished. <laughs> and, all right, maybe I don't like the sofa and the rug combo so much, but at least I don't have to get the, the truck and go to Ikea and deal with the whole mess. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You don't got her. You know, let me tell you what happens when a woman gets pregnant. Very irritable. You get no sex. Either, either you get too much sex or you get no sex at all. It's one or the other. They start growing a beard. 
They get the acme on their back. It's a it's a horrible, messy situation. And then if anything goes wrong, they blame you. As a matter of fact, even if it all goes right, they blame you through the entire process. Am the I child, right, Drew? And when the child's delivered, there's an episode of usually an episode of oh, and it's it's depression. not it's not like it is in the movies either. Huh. Yes, that's uh, postpartum depression. They they yeah, there's blood and there's uh, this thing it's called the uh, placenta that comes sliding out, and it's it's a it's a it's, it's a it's a disaster, Chris. Uh-huh. Please, you already have the kid. No mess. It's not like you, there's no umbilical cord to cut. There he is, all cleaned up and everything. Already got a sailor suit. Hell of a commitment to raise and adopt a child. It is. So take it slow. Okay. Don't make a. Don't commit because you don't know. No. Don't listen to your dorky buddies. Okay. Are they going to junior college? No, we're not at junior college. All right. This is a four-year thing. You know? All right. All right. All right. And that's that's just what it is, isn't it, Chris? It's right. a four-year college. All right. It's not I'm a six-year college, not an eight-year college. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah. All right. Why is he 22 and still at that four-year college? Then? Well, let me tell you something about my buddy Zeb. <laughs> Zeb? Was he a... Zorbak's son or no, adopted son? Th- th- this is Zeb. I hope he's listening. He lives in the Bay Area now. God bless Zeb. He went. I went to high school with him, graduated the same year I did. He went, he went to UCLA for a semester or a quarter, whatever they're on over there, and then he went off to uh, Berkeley. To go to school, very prestigious college. You, you know, got his SATs in order and uh, got his admissions thing, and wrote a wrote a basically like a oh come on letter, and they let him transfer. I went to his graduation from Berkeley. From Berkeley, yeah, in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, okay. Right. Let me put some. I was twenty three or twenty two or something. He still has not graduated. <laughs> oh. I attended his ceremony. Oof. He took the tassel, he put it on the other side of the cap and everything. Threw the cap up, did the whole nine yards. No we diploma. took a videotape. No diploma. Still has a few credits to complete over Very there. Nice. So I'm saying, you go four years, it's a four year, it's a four year school. Am I right, Drew? You're right. Thank you. Kick it! I want to love you. Rob Ryan will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Hey, everybody, don't forget our friends at GoToMeeting. That's right. If you need to have a meeting, get your peers or your collaborators together, you can do so with GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. Powerfully simple way to meet online from anywhere, anytime. We love GoToMeeting. I use GoToMeeting for any meetings I'm having where I can't get everybody together or where people are different parts of the country or the city, whatever. They don't. Why get together? You don't have to. You can actually have your high-definition, real-time video conference all the while throwing up and working out one another's documents. That's really the most cool part of the whole thing. So you can start GoToMeeting. Sign up for GoToMeeting from your computer or mobile device. Launch your first meeting in seconds. You'll be able to share the screen to collaborate on projects in real time. Turn your webcams. Turn on your webcams to see each other face-to-face. Start your free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting today. Visit GoToMeeting.com today and click the Try It Free button. Use the promo code LOVELINE. That is GoToMeeting.com, promo code LOVELINE, meeting is believing. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. He's all full of himself. And it's back to the phones we go. We found the love tonight. There it is. Hey. That's good to be back. That's right. I felt it 
going down my leg. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Anna thoroughly disgusted tonight. Look at her. Uh, she's worried about that sliver of sunflower seed that's stuck in the back of her pharynx. It's lodged in the back of my throat. Anne came in here. Let me let me uh, enlighten the listeners. Anne came in here, not the last break, but the break before it, about uh, 20 minutes back, and basically said, I got a sunflower seed. I was and it's panicking. Stuck. And then Drew, Drew was on the phone, so Drew gave her a hey, get lost look. And no, then she came, back, she came back 20 minutes later, the, or five minutes later with a flashlight. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking, are you an orthodontist, Drew? No. What do you know about the gums? It's not the gum. It's the back of her throat. They got what? Yeah. yeah. Really? I thought it was just in your gum. No. Where is it? Let me see that. It's in the back of my throat. Let well, me get the flashlight again. Baby, I'll tell you, when you <laughs> sit on a bag of those sunflower seeds, then you'll get the flashlight, and we'll talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, is that the call you wanted? Janie. 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 Hello. Hey, you're on Loveline. You're 19. Um, I'm 19, and I'm a senior in high school, and um, I just had my senior ball, and um, I haven't had sex yet at all, and I had my first kiss a couple nights ago. Really? My first kiss. Good, good. (laughs) And um, it's not like that I'm ugly or anything. I'm fairly good-looking. I mean, I'm very athletic. I played basketball in high school. I mean, I'm very athletic. Mm -hmm. Um, what they do? Hold you back a grade? Well, it's a long story. They didn't okay. really hold me back a grade, but what happened? Anyways, what happened? Uh, we were in like a different whole different country. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, do the international thing. Yeah, what, that <laughs> works good. What country were you in? Germany. What country were you in? Huh? What country were you in? Middle East? Huh? Germany. Uh, Germany. Yeah. Oh yes. I know the, how the Aryans work. Uh-huh. Were you in Germany, or did you just hear me say Germany? No, I was in Germany. Is that weird? That yeah. is bizarre. Yeah. I said Germany. Yeah, you did. Well, that's weird. All right, uh, wait a minute. Now, let me just take this time to tell everyone not to mess with me. <laughs> Do you understand that? <laughs> how many countries are there? There's got to be at least ten. Am I right, Drew? At least. There's Germany. Uh, Mexico. For Mexico. And... Denmark. Denmark. Sweden. Oh, wait a minute. Sweden's a country? Yes. Okay. And what about uh, where the French live? What's that called? France. All right. There's five. Right there. Now, I had a, only a 20% chance of getting Germany right, and I pulled that thing right out of my ass. All right. So now that we, now that we know that I'm uh, omnipotent and all-powerful. Um, okay. My question is, um, I don't know. I... I, I don't know if I'm weird or what. It, I just don't know what it is, but it's like I enjoyed kissing last night. I mean, a couple nights ago, it was nice and everything, but it's like it, it just seems so disgusting to me. It's like I don't want to do it. It's like sex is just like it's just so weird. And now, now Adam, you can apply your theory that you mentioned know. earlier about the, the person uh, that may be offended or, or disturbed by sex as compared to somebody who's sort of acting out sexually. Remember you said we don't grill the person who... Right, right, who who, who does not have sex right. or who is what you'd call sort of a late bloomer or, or slow or, or, learner or, or whatever. Or repressed in some way. We don't we don't grill her the way we would the one who's acting out so much. No. So ask, ask her the questions. We would, we'd ask the person who'd had 48 partners. And, and well, all right, Janie. The weird thing is, is that my friends are like asking me, they go... Hey, Janie, let me ask you something. Yeah. Is your phone broken? No. 
the, do you have the part that you talk into and the part that you listen in? Yeah. Okay. Because we ask, we've been asking you things for the last 45 minutes, and you just steamroll ahead like you're on the basketball court in a fast break. <laughs> now, Jamie. Yeah. You kissed for the first time, and you found it to be a little repulsive. It was okay. Okay. Anything but agree with the host. That That is the company line here, by the way, at the listeners. Anything but agree with me. Andrew. There's Especially no dis- me. No discrimination there. Okay. It is a disgusting thing, this kissing. I mean, you think about it. You take someone you hardly know. You, you mash your face up against theirs. And God knows what was in that mouth ten minutes earlier. Oftentimes, people are drunk and smelling of alcohol. They just threw out a cigarette. A lot of guys in the Midwest just pulled out a handful of dip. And there you are, you're rubbing tongues, and you're getting all kinds of flavors and tastes. I mean, you know how disgusting it is when your mom licks her finger and says, hey, you got some dried egg on your lip, and she rubs that thing on there? That's disgusting enough. Imagine doing the whole licking thing. Really, the only reason people do that is because they think they're going to get some sex. That's the bottom line. Or the relationship's new, and they're trying to make a good impression. So, Janie. Yeah. What's wrong with me, then? (laughs) Nothing's wrong with you. It's always just a little weird at the beginning, and you're just beginning a little later than most people. Most people are 15 when they're having their first kiss, and they think it's a little weird back then. I meet a lot of guys and everything. It's just... They, you know, I, I just don't let them on. What, what do you think might make you afraid of intimacy and relationships? I don't know. Nothing? It was all, all this moving you did when you were a child? Did that create difficulty in you developing relationships with your peers? Uh, you know, going to different... She doesn't hear us. All right. Janie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Janie. Janie? Yes. Uh, uh, here's our final our final thought. Yeah. No more guys. Move on to women. No, stop. <laughs> Well, Damn, she's, she's not listening. Might as well just give her nonsensical advice. But I think she got hit in the head with a basketball. David. Yes. 26. Yes. Calling from a uh, frigate somewhere in the Pacific. No, I'm not. Well, not now. No, I'm home. And I'm home to stay. Okay. Just sounds like you're in a frigate. Well, I'm on a cellular phone. All right. What's going on? Well, I returned to the States about two weeks ago. From where? I was in. I, I did a trip through uh, the middle part of Africa. Mm-hmm. I was gone for about a year. Right. When I was over there, contracted all of the normal stuff: malaria a couple of times, dysentery. Beautiful. Yeah, all of that fun stuff. So anyway, Why didn't, weren't you taking malaria prophylaxis? I was taking halogen and I was taking chloroquine. It didn't do much good. Uh, that, by the way, was just at a brothel in South Africa. That was before he actually went on the trip. Were you take Were you taking it properly? Yeah, I was taking it properly a month before I left, and I'm still taking it right now. Wow. Did you have to take, did you have Fanzadar with you when you got the malaria? When I, did I what? Did you take Fanzadar when you got the malaria? No, I didn't. Uh, they gave me, when I actually got sick, they didn't have much medication for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the one thing I'm worried about, though, when I was over there in Zaire, the western part, I was in Goma, and I did some volunteer work there for the refugees that they had over there. Right. Uh, well, I got back into the States, they asked me where I was, they photographed my passport, and all of a sudden, uh, yesterday I get a call from the Center for, uh, supposedly the Center for Disease Control. Right. They want me to come in and they want to test me. Right. And I asked uh, the lady, uh, she was pretty snotty on the phone, I told her, well, what happens if I don't want to come in? And uh, basically they told me I don't have a choice. They want to test me for uh, just any infectious diseases that I contracted over there. I just wanted to know if I might really have to worry about anything. Are you sick? 
Not uh, just from the malaria. That's it. Are you still ill though? Yeah, I've, well, I've had it a couple of times before. Are you still ill now? Um, <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you still sick, David? Well, I still have some of the symptoms from it, but that's it. I'm not, like, I'm recovering right. from it. So it's reasonable. you still having the fevers? Uh, not anymore. Just okay. A lot so, so, so it is reasonable to still have some smears done to see if any of the parasites are, are still in your bloodstream, right? Yeah. And God knows you can come back harboring other parasites and pathogens in the stool particularly. Uh -huh. in the bowel, and so it's all appropriate for you to be tested for that. I mean, I would think you'd want to be tested to see well, to make yeah, sure. But why they basically aren't asking me to do this? They're like well, but you you could existing. you could be, and for that reason, you're not going to do it in spite of it benefiting you, and you could be a risk to the public, to everybody else. Yeah, David, you big selfish fart. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but and, and also it sounds like you had a chloroquine resistant malaria, which is which is pretty serious stuff. No, Going back to that, when I came back, they said apparently that there's uh, the stuff is really resistant now to a lot of the medication. Right. So, well, what's that going to do? For That's me? right. Thank uh, you can thank Dr. Drew and his colleagues, his golfing colleagues, for for them uh, building up strains that are resistant to uh, right, the antibiotics right, right. because of overprescription. Right. This not doesn't apply to this particular. I mean, this we're not using antibiotics that cover malaria typically in Southern California. Ah, that's where you're wrong. Well, the malaria I have, that's the trick. They yeah. don't know exactly what kind it is. I understand. It's probably the falciparum malaria, it sounds like. And it's a pretty serious kind. And maybe there's some other strain. They need to, you're going to be helping the public wel welfare. All right. Please I'm, go I'm getting malaria talking about this. David, what, what were you doing over there? Just Peace Corps stuff? Well, more or less, I got went over there. I was on a vacation. I saw all the suffering. I wanted to help. Now I'm suffering. Wow. Okay. Well, at least uh, you, you've retained your martyr status. But, but you know... D uh, well, yeah, he can hear us. Do yeah, you, do go go to the to disease do. control thing yeah. so you don't give it to uh, your kid's sister, for Christ's sake. And i got to tell you something, Drew. I may not be going over to Africa to save the world, but I have had my bouts with uh, infectious diseases as well. Uh, you had a fungus. You had yeast. <clears throat> I was trying to bring some uh, uh, backyard fruit over uh, across the Nevada line there once. Right. Got stopped. And? Had to make a break for it. Right. Where'd yeah. you put the fruit? I keistered it. <laughs> A crap fruit salad. <laughs> Drew, will you say something, please? We should break now. <laughs> Now, how about our friends at Lyft? They connect you to nearby drivers for safe, friendly rides. Just the tap of a button. A reliable driver just shows up. It's in more than 25 cities nationwide. You've seen that fuzzy pink mustache in the front of the car. That is the Lyft. That is Lyft operator. That's a Lyft driver. Make yourself at home just like in your friend's car. You can change the music probably better than a friend's car, frankly. Many drivers bring out the best in their lifts with music and movie themes. Don't worry about carrying cash for your ride home because with Lyft, you pay your driver directly through the app. When you ask for the Lyft, the payment goes right on through. Try your first Lyft for free. Download the app at lyft.com, L-Y-F-T, and use the code Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A. 
Again, that's lift, L-Y-F-T dot com, and the code Corolla, C-A-R-O-L-L-A, for $25 credit on your first ride. Did I tell you guys about the week that we're going to have after we get through this week? No guests tonight. No guests tomorrow night, but that's okay. We always have good shows when there's no guests. Not always, but usually. <clears throat> Imperial what, what? Drag will be here next week. Slayer will be here next week. Thomas Calabro will be here next week. You know him better as Dr. Henry Mancini. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. I'm just having a good time, man. Kind of blue pants. Yes, from Melrose Place. And, and, and he's a great actor. All right. He's a real good actor. I saw uh, Melrose, and you you watched that last night, or was it the night before? It was Monday night. It was Monday night. Uh-huh. Big two-hour special. Right. And there was that part where he's in the insane asylum, uh-huh. and he's trying to get his wife, his ex-wife, Kimberly. Kimberly. Uh-huh. He's trying to coax Betsy. the old Kimberly, Kimberly out, of Betsy. out yeah. because Betsy is, is taken right. over because uh-huh. people have you know multiple dis- uh, personality disorders. Drew, you can mm. attest to that. There's such a thing, man. That scene is going to be on his reel. I mean, I, it was almost was distracting to yeah. see good acting yeah. going on on one of these uh, Fox shows. <laughs> I mean, it really it was a little bit of distraction. As a matter of fact, if I was directing that episode, I'd tell him to mess it up a little. You're screwing up all the other actors. He was really good. Dialogue wasn't that good, but the acting? Solid. Solid as Sears. I cried. Mm. I'm not ashamed to say that. Mm. Renee? Yes. You're 18? Yes, I am. You have a question? Um, I kind of have a problem question kind of all mixed together. Um, I have this little problem. I have a friend. She was a really extremely close friend of mine, and I, I loved her with all my heart. I ended up sleeping with her boyfriend, mm-hmm. whom she cared about a lot. And since then, we became friends again, not quite as close, but I found out quite a lot of stuff about this guy she's with. He slept with me, and he's been sleeping with quite a few other people. He just—he treats her awfully, and he's mm. just a jerk. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of things about him that she doesn't know. He doesn't treat her as nice as you treat her, right, does exactly. she? Right, exactly. Well, yeah, not as nice as I treat her until I slept with her boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you get past it's, the part about that. you banging her yeah, boyfriend, yeah. and you've been a pretty solid friend other than that. Yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah, other than the sex with her boyfriend part, yeah. you've been a solid friend. Yeah, but that kind of ruined it, though. Imagine that. Hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. I think we should all have friends like Renee. Oh, yeah, it would really do wonders for the self-esteem, I'm sure. All right, Renee, we're um, done making fun of you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm just trying, I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should just mention something to her or if I should just let her live and learn or, mm. I just really don't know what to do. It's and really, it uh, it's going to be hard. It's, yeah, it it's, hurts me to see him do this to her. Yeah, it's going to be like, uh, yeah, and it's going to be hard you telling her because it's going to be like a Hitler saying to Mussolini, hey, uh, you're mistreating the Jews a little bit. Why don't you tone it down there? Yeah. He's gonna st- he'd laugh. Yeah. She'd laugh. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, she needs to know about she, the people yeah. that she is re- having relationships with, you and her boyfriend as well. Uh, this guy, I don't... She just thinks he's the world. But yeah, but she needs she needs to understand. He's I, just a complete and total loser. Yeah, right. Well, guess what? And why'd you sleep with him if he's such a loser, Renee? Because he talks quite a good game, and I was very. 
I don't, it was hard. It's hard to explain. I really can't to this day answer why. I'll tell you why. It's I'm, that it's the competition that women have, which is a, a fiercer competition than men have. People, as far as society goes, we think that men are more competitive than women because men play these physical uh, sports like hockey and football and whatnot. But when it really comes down to it, I think on a on an interpersonal um, relationship or, or, or on the playing field of life, I think women are more competitive. Not in business, not in sports. But in relationships, that, that's that's true. I, I've, they may not I've, be more competitive with them. Oh, they can true. be more ruthless. Oh, they can, stop! They dis- can be more oh, ruthless. Right? Disagree for the sake of disagreeing. Look at him. All right. Okay. As long as you understand that. I understand that. Thank you, Renee. It takes yes. a big man to admit that, and that's the first step to recovery, as you well know, Drew. Mahalo, <laughs> Renee. Yes. The guy's a, the guy's a jerk. Oh, and <clears throat> if you are her good friend, you're going to have to basically just come clean. And, and hey, sa- you say sacri- what you said to us. You may be sacrificing the relationship, but it, it, it is yeah. putting well, her. I've, I've already sacrificed. Yeah, it's putting. You know, that's right. That's right. You're putting her interest ahead of yours. And once you once, once she ends up getting rid of this guy, <laughs> we'll help you guys uh, heal Perhaps. a little bit Perhaps. because it's a little bit moot yeah. once right. the guy's out of the picture. Well, you say to her exactly what you said to us. You know. Hey, all right. I'm, I slept with a guy. I'm not pretending like I didn't. I'm not pretending like I'm not sorry and that I didn't screw up. But I think you should know the following about the guy. As if she didn't get an inkling already by the fact she he already slept with her good friend. Lance, 26, you're on Loveline. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, I just got a, a uh, jacuzzi, and I'm wondering <clears throat> if I have un- unprotected sex with a girl in it, uh, isn't isn't that pretty pretty safe as far no. as... No. No. Well, no, no that a, depends. What's the shape of the jacuzzi? Is it kidney bean shape? <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's square. Uh huh. It's ridiculous. Wait, it's recalculus is what it is. It, it is. It, it, you, so uh, Lance, at age twenty six, is under some false impression that the heat from the jacuzzi will somehow no, kill the sperm. No, not not entirely, but but uh, in one of my psychology classes, they brought that up. It will. It can reduce the sperm. Right. Right. I understand that. Okay. But what about her? Uh, her vagina being full of chlorinated hot water. No. 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 no don't. I don't know why that sounds funny. No. I. I. I it's not safe. It, it. It. wouldn't be killed instantly when it no, came out. No. No. Okay. No. Well, that was easy enough. No, okay. but the uh, kid could go on to be a pool man. <laughs> or a water polo player or something. Absolutely. Uh, Lance, which junior college do you attend? Excuse me. At twenty-six. No, I've graduated. Oh, okay. Good man. All right. I'm trying to, trying to keep the Loveline listeners on the straight and narrow through a constant barrage of insults. <laughs> Mike, education through intimidation. That's, new, that's new my plan. Yes. Nice. That goes right along with my weed and seed and the whole boob uh, world I'm going to be building soon. Oh, it's, it's expanded now. It was well, just a ville before oh, a city. Oh, boobville, yes. No, I've expanded to boob land and boob world now. Soon to be boob universe. Mike? Yeah. You're 23? Yeah, I am. How you guys doing? Good. Good, good. My question is, is I um, somehow I've got a real addictive behavior. About a year ago, I started gambling, mm. and um, it's affected my, uh, my uh, relationship with my girlfriend a little bit. And um, it started off where I was betting $50 a football game or something, and it's gotten to the point where, you know, betting five, $6,000 a week. And the thing is, Jeez. I stopped for about three weeks, and I've been, I promised her I was going to stop, and and 
and um, I have. My whole thing is this, is probably this question for Dr. Drew. Um, can I go a long period with it without relapsing, or, or, or is this an addictive behavior that I need to get some kind of help? Um. Oh yes. No, it's an honest enough question. They, they, there's they ways. have gamblers anonymous. Yes, they do. But but uh, you know, if if in the broadest sense, an addiction is a progressive behavior that impacts on important areas of your life that continues in spite of that. You understand that? Yeah. In other words, your relationship is being affected, but yet you continue to gamble through that. Yet you have been able to get it under control at this point. The, the the sort of for me you know a, a real acid test as to what the natural history of this is going to be is whether or not you have a biological family history of alcoholism. Do you? No, no. Are you, are you addicted to anything else? I drink occasionally, but but not in addictive fashion. No. Who do you like in the Bulls Magic series? It, it is possible you'll be. A... <laughs> oh man, stay away from it. My, my whole my, my main my main problem is, has been that um. You know, it was such, it was such a cycle where I, I'd go 15 games and win 12 12 out of 15 games and make all this money. But my whole thing is, it's such a high and a low. All right, Mike. But let's ask some important questions. The kind of questions that the listeners want answered. You're 23. Yeah. You said that you've uh, oftentimes gambled five, six thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Where do you get that kind of money? I work, and the thing is, I I made so much money gambling. I've I've given most of it back. But the whole thing is, it, it's you know, it's been a real high and a low, and I don't, and it's hard for me to. I mean, gambling affects everybody in this manner. That's why people do it Man. because they have. I don't know. The, I mean, I, I, if I were you, I would go to Gamblers Anonymous because I'd be so worried that this thing could get out of control. Absolutely, again. this can ruin your life just as fast as alcoholism or many other problems that people sort of put ahead of this. People look at gambling as sort of a, a bit of a joke in a way in terms of addictive behavior. Oh, no, it, it fits addictive models quite nicely. Right, but society does would would look at alcoholism as a much greater threat to right. a relationship right. or, or something like that, but this can ruin you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, you speak uh, with great passion about this issue. Is there something there, uh, Adam? No. <laughs> as part of my job is to speak about things I know nothing of and have never experienced with great verve. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm doing right now. No, I, I know, you know, I've heard enough stories about, you know, Art Schleister and guys like that ruining their careers. Uh, you know, Pete Rose and all that kind of stuff is very addicting and it, it ruins you. And it's not that much different than any other right. addiction. Any other high. So uh, the good thing is, is at least you don't have the uh, sort of biological chemical right. thing that you're putting into yourself, but right. you do have the chemical, the serotonin thing, or right. whatever your brain is creating. Right. The dopamine and the endorphins that are released, but it does not. It's not the same biological intensity because it's it's not pharmacologic. All right, so uh, go there on uh, go get get yourself involved with uh, GA or whatever it is. Right. Campus Anonymous. All right, Mike. Take care. Of yourself. All right. Five six grand a week. And I'll bet it, I'll bet his uh, girlfriend was fine with him when he was winning. Because <laughs> I bet he, he... Here's the thing. When you win gambling, it's free money. And then you're free to buy all sorts of crappy stuff. That's why you, you go to Vegas mm. once in a while. Mm-hmm. You ever go tool around the Caesars oh, it's or wherever? It's money has no value, no and, meaning. And you look around and you see the gift shops. Yeah, it's weird. And you see some, like, golf shirt with uh, the King of Hearts on it. And, uh, you know, uh, Jerry... Uh, Lewis has autographed the back of the thing, and they went 300 bucks for it. And you go, it, there's no way you'd buy that crap in L.A. Right. 
You or anywhere else. Three hundred bucks for those crappy tasseled uh, leather shoes or whatever the hell they're selling. But there, if you just got off a hot streak, I say let it ride. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool too. The phone number for Loveline is one eight hundred Love one nine one. I gotta go. Well, I wanna be right back. Buying a car can be a stressful experience. TrueCar.com is changing that forever. Simple, fair, and a fun way to buy a car. TrueCar users save time and money, helping them to never overpay. You know you get the fair price because they show you what others paid for the car you're looking for. TrueCar analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market and shares it with consumers so they never have to overpay. Genius. Over a million cars have been sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network, and users see an average savings of $3,046 off MSRP. True, stifle yourself. Three steps here. All right. Go to TrueCar.com. Yeah. All right was not stifling yourself. <laughs> Go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. Then take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a hassle-free buying experience. Save time, save money, never overpay. TrueCar.com. Hey there, uh, my name's Paul Shirley. I'm a washed-up basketball player. I wrote a book about my career called Can I Keep My Jersey? And I'm Justin Halpern, uh, creator of My Dad Says, and I basically exploited my elderly father for money. Together, we have a podcast called Short Corner. About the NBA. On our last podcast, we had Steve Nash on, and I can promise you we didn't ask the same stupid questions that every single other person has probably asked Steve Nash. So go to podcastone.com, hit that fancy or not-so-fancy download button, and uh, our sultry voices will be in your head. We'll be inside you. Here we go. Well, an update from uh, Jim P. of Cottage Grove, Minnesota. Jim writes. On a fax. Uh, in a fax, yes. Uh, Dear Casey, Drew is right about the aspirin in the Alka-Seltzer. You're supposed to use Alka-Seltzer gold when you do that because it's aspirin-free. And, of course, we're referring to a call we had about 45 minutes ago that suggested that uh, he put aspirin, uh, sorry, Alka-Seltzer, in his uh, girlfriend's uh, private parts, and uh, they could have foamed their way to a better sex life. Am I right, Drew? That's what they suggested. You going to try that when you get home? No, I'm not. I'm going to see if I can't work. <laughs> work. What? Rapid still... vagina? Yeah, foaming at the mouth. Oh, okay. Oh, rabid. rabid. Oh, with the, the rabies. Yes, I okay. I thought you said rapid. rapid. All right. Adam's still back at Fruit Cell. Producer Ann and I are doing our own show here. True, don't interrupt. All right, real fast. Then let's hop on the phone here. Uh, Rob, 26, you're on Loveline. How you guys doing? Good. Make it quick, Rob. Um, I, I think I broke a blood vessel in my penis. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do about it. it I, it's been about six months. It hasn't gone away. I tried not having sex for about a month. What, what hasn't gone away? Um, whenever I, like, get into sexual contact, it sort of swells in between, like, my circumcision line and the bottom of my penis head. Is there any discoloration? No. You may have torn the, uh, the, the cavernous body there that, that sort of 
what swells with blood. I mean, you ought to see a urologist about that. There may not be anything that needs to be done, but uh, just to be on the safe side, really you ought to do that. Okay. How'd it's you not, do it's it? It's not a vein so much as, as the, the very, the sort of the tube that contains the blood. Right. The shaft. Yeah, it's not, and, and it's just around, like, kind of where the circumcision line is, and it runs parallel. Rob, get a, get a check how'd out. you do that? Um, masturbating. Fantastic. Yeah. I bet the folks are proud. Yeah, well, I showed them the pictures, but what are you going to do? I think I burst a vessel on my forehead doing that once. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, when I'm really hunkering down, like a sick day, like when I was in high school. All right, well, we're just about out of time. I'm glad to go out on a masturbatory note, too, oh, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, remember, kids, uh, next week, Imperial Drag Slayer, Thomas Calabro. You know him as Dr. Mancini yeah, from the tomorrow, uh, yeah. hit uh, show Melrose Place. And we will be here tomorrow with a uh, cameo by my young uh, ward, Nate from the uh, Catholic Big Brother organization. He won't be talking too much. He's shy, and besides, I'm... S- Scared he may say something, but he certainly will say hi. So, uh, for the fabulous Lisa, the phone screener, the fabulous Sherry phone screener, the lovely angular one, <laughs> the one with the throat that hurts, perhaps uh, your husband, Ann, could put yeah. a tweezer on the end of his penis and get all that right, right, shell right, out of there right. tonight. All right, jeez. <clears throat> and uh, the one nut one. Engineer Mike, this is Adam Carolla and the lovely Dr. Drew saying, uh, please join us tomorrow night. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors, or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.